to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she did try to act like she is God and she okay. is supreme. Hello and greetings of the damned. Welcome to Pod Damn America. Socialist podcast for idiots. Uh, I'm Jake Flores. I uh, got the whole crew in with me today. Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. Alex Vatak. I'm in the form of a bat, and then there's smoke, and then I'm a man. Goth as fuck. I love it. Um, <laughs> and a uh, special guest, uh, comedian James Adomian. Welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. How? You know, <laughs> yeah. I just happened. I'm glad I popped in here because I just happened to be downstairs buying some glue. <laughs> Straight from the source. Yeah. 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 You get artisanal glue here in uh, Brooklyn. It comes I, in a mason just jar. butchered the horses. <laughs> yeah. I come in New York for media stuff, but also for my side business. I have to. I, actually, this is, a, oddly enough, a great market to purchase large bulk quantities of adhesives. <laughs> so we call it in, in industrial uses. Yeah. 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 Artisanal adhesives, applicable adhesives, yeah. <laughs> locally sourced. That's from what Brooklyn's good for. It's just a place that just sells glue, yeah. on a large scale. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. the glue that brings together populations <laughs> of oppressed people. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I'm not joking, quite literally the argument they're using to try to evict us from this building. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the glue factory workers downstairs are the real Bushwick working class, and that we're these, like, bougie hipster gentrifiers up here, and that... And that we're obviously not being pitted against each other at the fucking uh, behest or at the because of our fucking shitty landlord. No, it's it's definitely the workers versus the tenants. That makes perfect Just sense. Just in right? sheer output of glue, you guys are way behind. <laughs> if you do one of those strikes where you like chain yourself together, just do glue instead. Yeah, well, actually <laughs> it sounds like some uh, some some fat railroad man with a cigar and a pocket watch is very happy he's pitted those two groups against yeah. absolutely <laughs> we'll do you know what we'll do is we'll make a big glue trap outside and put scabby the rat on it to, oh yeah <laughs> to make a statement um <laughs> on the glue trap <laughs> it's all mangled and shit horrifying looking at the ground looking upset he's trapped with the glue that is like I like that. It's almost a mixed message you would see in a cartoon or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, James, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes. Um, are I you... love the Venezuela um, video you guys did. <laughs> thank you. Or thank I you. should say uh, the Vice video you yes. made. Yes, yeah. Branch. I mean, that our that friends that look exactly like yeah. us did. Branch Rockefeller. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> All right, there's a kayfabe here. I gotta get catch up. <laughs> what the fuck? They is can't my name? break character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Tell your friends th- that was a great video. Thank you. Shout out to Means TV. I think uh, they did a great job on that, and everyone should check out all the stuff they're making. Um, are you in town? The nation of Venezuela. <laughs> check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone has the same opinion. There is what I learned this week. Yeah. Yeah. There's no ideological diversity that's the funny thing about the venezuela thing is that like clearly there is like a big 
argument going on there, but like everyone tries to talk about the place as if it's a monolith of like, no, actually everyone there agrees with me. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Of course there's people on both sides of this. It would be like if you left America and you were like, everyone there loves Trump or everyone there hates Trump. Yeah, you know? it's a divided country and a solid majority supports Maduro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, this does not want fucking US backed uh, imperialist guy coming in. Like, that's the other thing is that one of these sides of this argument is right and the other one's wrong you know like so either way and because i mean they're right in the sense that it's a democratic thing and there's more people on one side of the argument i don't know it's um, fun pretending they're a monolith that you get secrets from though like the whole country's population is your girlfriend who goes to a different school <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah I mean, I mean, in the to the point of like, oh, talk to a Venezuelan. It's like, I mean, we've obviously talked to many Venezuelans on the show, but like, uh, we're Americans, and this the thing is about American media. We're not, you know, going in. It's not really that much about internal Venezuelan politics. Like, this is the way it's portrayed to us in our country. That's what we're spoofing. Yeah, we're clowning I don't think too on many him. people are mad at you. <laughs> to me, it's everyone. I yeah. think, to I me, think... I walk down the street and I just assume <laughs> everyone. Yeah, like they start talking to me. I assume yes, you saw the Needs TV video. I apologize. <laughs> A lot of comments about how much younger you are than you sound. That's the <laughs> that's the main thing that people say when they see you. People have told me that they thought because of your voice that you were like a fucking fifty year old man with a comb over. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. us and a fifty year old man <laughs> <laughs> in a glue factory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do I, have sweaty tie energy. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you because you you stand like these like kind of third party politicians and stuff. It does seem like your destiny to turn into like Ralph Nader or something. That'd be awesome. But I think you're the young version of that. Yeah, and when you digivolve, don't listen to the <laughs> be into Ralph Nader. Don't listen to the propaganda. Anders Lee is in his prime. He's not an old man. <laughs> Um, I'll hear none of it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Venezuela um, and Vice and Vice and their terrible coverage. Like, yeah. hey, here's a let's here's a hip window into what's cool about <laughs> CIA coup attempt. <laughs> yeah, you that, were talking earlier about what it, what it would be like if they were around during Iran Contra. <laughs> yeah, like, they were, hey guys, let's see what's happening <laughs> with some of these rad rad Contras. <laughs> this is epic. United Fruit is overthrowing the government of Guatemala. Whoa. T- <laughs> t- talk about extreme. <laughs> I was thinking about um, on the last episode of Game of Thrones when they're go- like arguing over whether or not to burn the city down, like Vice is just like, we're here in Westeros. <laughs> hanging out, talking oh. to everyone that's fucking, that's like, that ha- should have been done, but um, too topical. We can't do it, you know, a week later. But imagine it, guys. Impossible. It's a yes, sketch it for your imagination. Away. The dragon flew away on that. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, and I'm laughing. Um, something really funny that happened this week regarding media is that, um, and I'm not just doing this to try to fish it, uh, an impression out of you. This actually does rule. Gorka <laughs> is really mad about one of the characters on the children's show, Arthur. The children's television <laughs> yes. program, Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Arthur of PBS. My children watched Arthur. <laughs> He's so mad. Children, and now there is a homosexual wedding. On PBS, funded by your federal tax dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. He, he also he, sounds so mad that it's a rat. Like the it, premise yeah. infuriates him. <laughs> it's um, he's an aardvark, but Gorka was like, you know, Arthur, of course, is. Like, you 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 quickly got to see exactly to what degree he paid attention to what cartoons his kids were watching because he's like. He's some sort of rodent character. 
has adventures in his little cartoon land. <laughs> I took that as sort of throwing some shade at aardvarks, like they're indistinguishable from rats, like he's trying to uh, diss the species. <laughs> he has all sorts of agendas that we don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> he is a Game of Thrones character in a lot of senses. Yeah. What you do is you dehumanize the enemy, or in this case, you derodentize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's mad that a character on a children's TV show that I don't think anyone even knew was still on the air. I didn't know it was on the air. Is uh, yeah, no. is, oh. is being, they're doing J.K. Rowling shit to a character who cares, you know. Mr. Ratburn must be so old by this point. I'm glad he found love. <laughs> they're uh, they're right. No, let the poor old man. What? He's 70 years old. He, yes, <laughs> he's 70 years old. What's what can he possibly do? <laughs> he um, can't even go out to the clubs anymore. <laughs> let him settle down, you monsters. Yeah. He's just an old, uh, an old Brooklyn queen, you know. <laughs> Gorka represents uh, an element of the right wing. Uh, I mean, he's wrong about everything, but uh, he's, there's a, some of these right wing people try to get more advanced on some issues here and there, and be like, "Hey, look, you know, I don't have a problem if you uh, look. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. I, I, gay, I, look, I know a lot of gay, 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 gay Republicans. I was look, I was." I, I work at I work at Fox News with some gay. And you're, you're, they, <laughs> they even have um, Shepard Smith there to be like yeah. the gay Republican on the network, I guess. So I so you hear, but um, Gorka's this old school like Pat Buchanan style guy. Yeah, yeah. It, none of this should have ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> we have to turn the pages back meticulously and rip them out from the book of history. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Um, he's so obsessed with this idea of like there, there's a culture war and that that we're you know the left is waging some sort of like brainwashy thing by changing all the characters in harry potter gay and stuff and it's like people against rodents and that arthur before this was somehow on his side that's a weird take <laughs> you know a children's cartoon luring luring impressionable children into the lifestyle of open homosexuality <laughs> <laughs> into leftist revolution and he had he tied it together. It was. I talk about this on my podcast. Um, he tied it in with Saul Alinsky. There's this like right wing conspiracy theory that Saul Alinsky is the linchpin of leftist thought. <laughs> and so he's like, it goes from. He literally was like Robespierre to Trotsky <laughs> to Saul Alinsky to Obama. <laughs> Moron. That's like five different types of idiots. I would love for Robespierre to have an opinion on Mr. Ratburn. Yeah. <laughs> like he's writing out his, his manifesto for uh, for the revolution or whatever, and he's like, and aardvarks, they should turn your kids gay. Yes, he would be like, <laughs> he would be like, I'm firmly against the death penalty. Until he comes into power, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, half of the oddvarks must be executed. <laughs> By the way, Robespierre is like up there as a fantasy character that I would love to play. That is the most mm. ideal. Oh yeah, casting. What a juicy part. Robespierre and Pontius Pilate. Those are the two best historical figures that anyone could ever play. What do you think Robespierre sounded like? Uh, you know, uh, je voudrais, uh, je voudrais crème solaire. Uh, comme, comme ça va? Ça va bien, merci. We know he's French. No, that's, Where do we take it from there? That is the level of, I expect to be nominated for awards for that, <laughs> for a performance like that. And then Pontius Pilate, I feel like your main thing is just being like, the king of the Jews. Oh, <laughs> I, no, no, I think Pontius Pilate has to be like, you, that's where you put the best actor in the movie. 
you put the actor that's someone guilt all over their face but humorous and like bait Roman wealthy who is this Christ <laughs> to speak of I suppose bring him here let's hear what this Christ the Messiah has to say do you really believe that you're the son of God rolling his eyes just eating snacks the yes, whole time yes yeah. and maybe I'm the way I'm saying it it's, sounds like Gorka could be on Pontius Pilate. I wash my hands of this whole affair. <laughs> yeah. It's a footnote in the life of Gorka, all that stuff back then. Um, so I've been thinking about this. Uh, I crucified your Christ <laughs> and I blamed the Jews. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been thinking about this Gorka thing a lot because um, the right has this culture war theory that's really weird but I, also I think that everyone is putting way too much stock in culture on like all sides of every argument and that's just the uniquely dumb modern American brain disease that we all have is that like because we're also powerless we're like the TV shows are you know destroying society or empowering people or doing all this stuff that they're you just kind of not doing. We're pinning our hopes on television shows since <laughs> real life is hopeless. Yes. <laughs> Case in point, Game of Thrones. Um, every, well, not everyone. A lot of people are really mad. I don't know if, uh, you know, spoilers, if uh, anyone I'm talking to or any, uh, here in real life or at the, uh, through the podcast doesn't know this, but um, the Game of Thrones is almost over. Last week's episode, uh, where there was a twist where Daenerys Targaryen went crazy and burned a bunch of people, and oh my god, she's evil now. And the internet is uh, very funny right now because a lot of people are like tweeting, literally shaking right now. I <laughs> I put ten years into this TV show, but only for it to you know become a misogynist somehow because th this woman is like not the hero of the show. Any I don't. I can crazy, assume right? across America, offices had at least one person just coming in with a deep frown and <laughs> just closing their Garfield calendar for the week. It's really funny because... Why do you pin your hopes on these things? Why? Why would you have done that? Also, like, do is that just... What, are the, what is the TV show that these people want to see? Is it just a show where, like, everyone's empowered and there's no conflict, no one has any flaws? Veep, but They're... they don't know that it's, like, that she's an idiot or that she's an asshole. It's Game of Thrones, but it's just, like, the episode's, like, Tyrion gets a beer fridge. They're like, oh, nice. <laughs> that seems sick. I don't see. The thing is, I don't think, like, no one would watch that. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's, there's no actual... These people wouldn't watch the TV show that they're arguing needs to be made, right? Like, you watch it because there's conflict and because, like, bad things happen to the characters in the show. The whole point of the fucking show is everyone gets killed and stuff, and everyone's arc is tragic. So, like, watching in real time people, like, lose their shit over this... It's it's not dissimilar from Gorka screaming about co the cultural Marxism These people thing. People screaming at fucking fiction. Yeah. <laughs> what the? F what is your problem? Like, who told you there would be good guys? Yeah. I don't see any real. I mean, there's very few good guys and very few bad guys, and they always have more. I mean, real life is more complex than that. Yeah, it's like The Wire. They're all bad, except for maybe Bubbles or something. Some people <laughs> expect like stories to be like. Hey, I'm a hero. It's almost perfect. And I'm just, I've got everything right politically. And guess what? I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do for the modern audience at this time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and, and so then I That's give you show. some kind of like subconscious license to emulate me. 
Yeah, it's really I guess weird. My, my beef is really with storytelling down to its ancient <laughs> ancient origins. I guess I have some kind of hang-up on the idea of good and evil. Yeah, it's like... The, Aristotle was wrong. They're mad at, like, three-act structure. Like, no, one act. Everyone just does a thing, and that's the end of the story. You I'm know? tired of screenwriters in my life adding drama. <laughs> that's not what you're here for. You're fake friends. There's a... Uh, I mean, guy hoped that... Did you, I mean... What if these people had been around during Transformers the movie in 1986 when Optimus Prime died? <laughs> They'd be so mad. I was... Yes! We would, it hurt all of our feelings. And then that was one of the things that let us go like, oh, stories can be complex as we grew up. Optimus yeah. Prime was a stand-in for Dukakis. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. Optimus. They did him wrong! Optimus Prime's big mistake was get, uh, getting filmed riding around in that tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Riding around as um, that tank. Optimus, you are a tank! Get out of the tank! What was the tank character? I'm going to rack my brain for this. Whatever. I don't know. Uh. Oh, there's, there's anybody? A... What? No. What is the tank character? <laughs> I don't know, man. His wife, which was I don't know. I expect you to know. Fulsome Romanus. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a transformer name that would work. <laughs> there's a tank petition to. Uh, there's a Last Jedi style petition now to like remake this last episode of Game of Thrones. It will only Get, be a billion. I mean, dollars. I favor any the, the people that are doing that kind of thing online. Pet, pet, petitioning thousands of people signing on to this. I'm guessing. I would be okay with setting those people, like a dragon setting those people on fire. <laughs> like that, to me, is okay. Yeah. Like you're no longer worth, you've somehow, maybe you don't, uh, okay, all right, if it's a fictional dragon, it can set you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard the only uh, half legitimate complaint I heard was from uh, comedian David Twighty, who's been on our show last night, was telling me at a bar, he's like, they had too much footage of people burning. I didn't need to see that many people burning. And then I was watching the show, and I'm like, I love how many people are burning. <laughs> I, I this is why I watch the show. The fiery deaths where they were like, like Ooh, flailing Ooh. and shit. That was so good. I missed the episode, and I don't care about spoilers, because long ago I gave up on watching, <laughs> watching shows the way you're supposed to. So I watch all TV shows like like it's just Gilligan's Island. Like I'll just check in and see like what's this episode about. And um <laughs> I expect all shows to reset to zero like Gilligan's Island does. <laughs> I'm very disappointed when that doesn't happen. But um I like for me I, the the episode I happened to see this season um was the one right before that one where it was a whole episode. This was my bigger problem to me was a whole episode of Literally, people sitting around doing exposition. And it's all—it's like fan fiction. But it was a whole episode. Uh, can I? Is this sound okay? A whole episode of exposition. That's what I and I didn't write, sign any petitions. I was like, okay, I'm just writing this off. This is not a good show anymore. What? They had to do you, that episode so they could do 90 minutes of pitch black fighting <laughs> that you can't see at all, and they spent the entire budget. I know. Make a, <laughs> make a movie. Or you know what? Honestly, at this point, my favorite ending that would piss off, I would love if they just did like a Mary Tyler Moore, um, like a sign-off, like where everybody comes out and it's like, that's uh, cheers where the cast comes out and they're like, that's our show. Thank you for being with us. For, yeah. Everyone for that got teen years everyone that covered got, in blood that got killed, comes back come on back. and it turns out there's been a live show. studio audience the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I hope they just destroy this fucking show. I hope the, the, the ending, the last episode is in a few days. It's on Sunday. And like, 
people are so deranged about their little soap opera that, and and also this is like the last water cooler like monoculture sort of thing that everyone has in common it would be perfect for it just to just me- fully melt everyone's brains out of their fucking ear with their like expectations that's why i've started my podcast the underculture to bring <laughs> to give people something to bring everybody together big something in audio form. i'm hoping it scream about i'm hoping it just ends with the lead character they just cut to black don't stop believing starts playing <laughs> that could reaction. be good Dude, best idea I saw online. I have no idea who said this, so don't get mad at me. But somebody was saying uh, uh, the last episode of Game of Thrones is just this same episode as the last episode of Evangelion, where it's just a dream one of the characters has that has nothing to do with the story, and you never find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a horny daydream uh, Jon Snow's having for 90 minutes, and then end of show forever. Yeah, yeah that was the Dallas escape hatch. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 it was just a dream. Um... James, what are you doing in town, man? Are you on tour or something right now? No, I'm doing well. I'm doing. I, I am doing some shows coming up here. I'm here for to record uh, my podcast in New York and to do a hundred thousand podcast appearances <laughs> and Sirius XM appearances. Much appreciated. So thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Thank um, you for having yeah. me. I feel like I've just been doing the same podcast all week in New York <laughs> and just taking breaks to sleep. Grab a crucifix. Well, the glue, the glue fumes coming up from the glue factory will help you sleep. So. <laughs> I'm doing... Um, I'm doing uh, Trump versus Bernie. It's sold out, but we're doing a one-off Trump versus Bernie debate at the Creek in the Cave. Um, to uh, basically just to remember what the jokes are. Oh, before we go back <laughs> on the road and stuff. That sounds good. <laughs> we're yeah, we're doing like we're 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 getting the band back together. Me and Anthony Tamanik, Trump Trump versus Bernie. So we're um we're gonna figure out the the new vibe <laughs> because it's weird because Bernie has more of a chance this time, but also Trump is actually already president so the whole thing of us warning the people <laughs> what he was yeah doesn't work anymore it's like no we've been here it is this is it yeah so it's this it's a we have to figure out the new dynamic and we're gonna do it uh, in front of an audience i've been wondering what that's like because there was a great rolling stone piece about tony in uh Wait, in Rolling Stone, like right before Trump got elected, where he was sort of saying that, like, I hope I don't never have to do this again. And, uh, and, and this, no, I remember it's your job. He thought he was going to have a big dismount and, yeah. and then and then get to walk away. And that seems like <laughs> like, like a gingerbread man. <laughs> it must have been horrible. The realization that, like, oh, my God, I have to be Trump for fucking ever now. Um, yes. Yes, and I, 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 Tony's a good friend and I talk to him a lot. And he, I mean, he's over it now, but a year into it he was just like it looked like a nothing but a <laughs> like i can't believe he was like i can't believe I, that i'm stuck with this now yeah <laughs> um the dynamics have changed i remember i did a in in 2016 before the election went down i, I did a, like a job interview i went to talk to somebody at uh, like slate or something and um they were talking about setting up a, like a podcast network and stuff and the entire premise of this whole thing is like we're gonna launch all this stuff next year after hillary gets elected because then everyone's going to stop talking about politics and we're just it's not going to be a thing it's like a thing that only gets drummed up every four years and now politics like people for better or worse politics is now like well it's everyone's talking about it and it's kind of dumb and like we'll theater and stuff brunch. but um but like the yeah the dynamics of what you guys were doing with trump and bernie has sort of shifted from like yeah being these this like warning to like i mean what does it feel like now like what is uh well, what we thought at the time, we were doing Trump versus Bernie from 
2015 into 2016 uh, until Bernie conceded the nomination. We did like one more at JFL Montreal after that. But we we started doing it in before the primaries in 2015. And our whole premise was, first of all, how funny it is with these two large New Yorker personalities. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the, two, the two most ideologically opposed candidates that were running at the time. And we, they were both outsider candidates. Early on, it was, they were both the underdog outsider, where it was supposed to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. Right. And so we, try, we thought – Tony started doing a Trump impression in New York, and I was in L.A., and I was like, let's, just, let's do a debate. Because I was doing Bernie. And um, so we did it, and it popped off on YouTube. So we were like, well, we, now we have to go on tour. And so we were, mostly got into it for comedic purposes rather than political purposes because we were just like, well, um, there's nothing more fun than, than these two old men yeah. <laughs> yelling at each other about politics. And freely, honestly, it's, it's, it is a very political show, but we are a little bit dumber than what you would expect from, from, like, actual political satire. Yeah. I mean, we try to be smart and also dumb at the same time. I think that's probably the highest skill level. Well, that's, that's the other thing is, like, um, this is, like, entertainment. It's like the Game of Thrones thing where it's, like, stop putting all your stock in, like, entertainment in that it's going to reverse engineer society. Some of this shit is just, it's funny. We're making it because it's, like, fun to well, make. Well, we said some things. We said some things when we were on tour. <laughs> Uh, it became cl- clear and clear and clear as we went on that Bernie wasn't going to get the nomination. Uh, we were in some ways, deprived of it. In some ways, it was fixed. In some ways, it was just like that's the way it's, it's set up. And um, I think that he would have won a general election against Trump, and that was one of the things that was so sad about it. And so then we had a shift because I was like, I was like, I don't want to like. What am I going to? We're still doing this. The guy that could have beat Trump is losing and i never believed that hillary could beat trump um so i figured as soon as bernie lost that meant trump was going to be in office so i was Mm. then then i had to me as an actor playing bernie i had to come up with a message at the end of the debates instead of like a real pitch for you should go out and register as a democrat and elect bernie sanders i i i tried i tried to get people ready for what was going to happen so i did this big speech where i was like it it, I am li- it's like the never-ending story. You think it can't get worse. The horse <laughs> is in the mud. That's the middle class. It is sinking. It is not coming back. And then everybody's really sad. And then I'm like, and then I show up. Falcor, the luck dragon. <laughs> and the whole point was I, I made it like from like a, um, from a, a magical sort of like storytelling hero's journey point of view. That Bernie was a character that was introduced to the millennial generation to inspire them to then later on go do the things that uh, he had yeah. inspired them to do. And to me, that was like the best I could think of. <laughs> I like <laughs> and, it. And, if, and if we stop believing in him, he just becomes transparent and goes away and sparkle <laughs> shit happens. Yeah, and him. then we get angry at how the specifics of the story plays out <laughs> and we sign a petition. I can't believe they made Bernie Sanders gay. Um, there was a point. Well, though, they didn't do that. I've, I've, I've <laughs> there was a point. I think this was in 2016. Like, uh, when the primaries were kind of like ending, but they were actually talking about actually debating each other, right? Did that yes. sort of affect your performance? Yes. Um, I, I was awakened at 4 a.m. with that news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, there was... Uh, there was like this last ditch thing where Bernie was trying to... They were trying to schedule a debate for Donald Trump basically to try to 
provide, at least on television, a left argument, even if it had no chance to do anything at the ballot box. Mm-hmm. Just an ideological debate. Yeah. Um, and then Trump didn't want to do it. Yeah. But there was, there was like a week there where it looked like it was going to happen. Like a I Zizek s- Peterson thing, but for Bernie and uh, yes, Trump? Essentially, yes, essentially, yes. I'm looking here at my um, Canadian laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'm, I'm looking at some of the things that Slavoj Zizek believes in. And it's, I'm just scrolling. I've got a lot of tabs open here during the debate. I've got a lot of tabs open. This, to me, this crisis is one of Firefox. And le- the late capitalism will have so many tabs that are open and open and open. It will look like a success until the entire system crashes. <laughs> that debate was so weird because, yeah, Peterson had his little laptop out. And then <laughs> fucking Zizek was sitting in like a lifeguard high chair with just like ruffled papers. It is so that if I spill my applesauce, it does not ruin dinner at the adult table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little baby. This is so long. It's three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was so invested until I found out each of them has an opening remark of 30 minutes. Who, wh- I'm curious. I, 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 every, where, how many of you gathered around with your friends, made some popcorn, and were like, hey, who wants to watch the the, the Gige debate? So many of our listeners. Yeah. Who wants again. to watch the Gige Peak debate? <laughs> there, there were, like, podcasters that were, like, live tweeting that they had, like, taken a road trip and bought tickets to go watch it live. And, and it was shit. in Toronto? I it think in so. Toronto, yeah. You could, and you had to pay 15 bucks to live stream it. It, it went all, it went up on YouTube like right after, like the full thing, good yeah. quality. <laughs> Look it, at this old man spill applesauce. Recommended <laughs> videos. It's besides this, is that I did my video saying that ideology is like a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it when I had the flu. Um, and even then, I was like, man, I gotta break this up with like yeah. something like less thick. You didn't have the flu. You were just watching Slavo <laughs> Zizek. <laughs> yeah. I was very upset. You should be. I should lobby to become the uh, Mucinex mascot. <laughs> <laughs> In a, a true future, a, few, a communist socialist future, I should be a Mucinex where the working class he is unattractive and also unhealthy. However, <laughs> instead of simply being a caricature of oh, the working class stooge that you have to remove from your body and so forth <laughs> and so on, it is that he, is, he has intellectual theories that he in, uh, incompletely conveys to the public. Hell yeah. James, Under I, I, culture, I, I, everyone. <laughs> I went and saw you at Caroline's once, and I remember you. you I did Zizek there. You did there Zizek? And at here's Caroline's you did it. on Broadway, <laughs> which is a Manhattan, largely tourist crowd. You, you said, uh, does anyone know Zizek? And there was one guy who went, yeah! And you went, that's all I need! And then did it for like 10 minutes, and it fucking wow. ruled. Wow, I'm such an asshole. Yeah. I'm glad it's being a that, star. That means that I must have liked the crowd. <laughs> Wonderful. They should get the real Zizek to do Caroline's. Oh, he would crush, dude. <laughs> He'd sell so many nachos. There is merch afterwards, which is, <laughs> I will sign some of my early academic papers. <laughs> Thank you to my opener, Tom Takar. Uh, do you think that, like... When I have a successful moment in the debate, there is someone who feeds me a tiny fish. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a whale. 
Do you think that uh, that like doing stuff like Zizek like paints you into a too niche of a corner? Or do you have like desi- like designs to do like fucking you know big stage stuff and like late night sets and shit like that? What is um, the uh, what's going on there? Cause yeah, I, wanna... I don't really. This is um, something I don't bring out at all the shows. Um, I I change what I do for the audience. Change what I do for the audience. Yeah. I have things that are like. I have things, if I'm in a club and I'm like, okay, what do these people know? What are these people? I look at, I try to look and be like, how many, how many people have tucked in shirts? <laughs> how many people are here who are my age, which is, a, I don't want people my <laughs> age. So I'm like, all right, if you're my age or older, I got to count you. And so I'm like, and then I'm like, all right, so what am I, 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 I've just calibrated to figure out what the crowd is. No, I do all kinds. I'm, I don't know. I'm bespoke for each, um, <laughs> Do you do you have an impression of a man being different from a woman? <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um, that's rough. That's yeah. hard to do. That's hard to do. I, I, I leave that. I leave that to the. Um, I leave that to the people who've done the best job of deconstructing um, stand-up comedy, like like uh, Andy Kindler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, third thing. Ladies over here. <laughs> um, I'm playing the basement of a fast food restaurant in Boston tomorrow. What do you? How should I calibrate towards that audience? Well, where is it? Do um, I know it? It's called Muya. It's not Johnny D's. That's a, I don't know. That's in Somerville. I think it's quite literally a fast food restaurant. I thought it was like, oh, it's like a hit. It's a punk rock show? Yeah. Well, DIY? I, it's, uh, it's fairly DIY. Some weirdos from Reddit put it on, and I didn't <laughs> trust them at first, but they made a pretty cool flyer. And, <laughs> oh, uh, boy. <laughs> I, it's a flyer of me as Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat ripping Beto the most important, off. The most important thing you could do uh, if you're doing a show full of weirdos from Reddit is not – you don't need to prioritize getting laughs. Tell them to get off Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're a very hateful crowd on Reddit. I think I just go there and they just pay to, like, beat me up or something. Or just throw shit at me or something. I don't go there anymore. I did an AMA on Reddit, like, um, seven years ago or something when my album came out. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's been great to be here. Uh, thanks to Reddit. Thanks to 4chan, all the producers on the website, um, all my friends. The mods. Give it up for the mods. <laughs> at the live show. <laughs> Guys, uh, tip your fight starter. <laughs> tip your trolls. Upvote your mods. Reddit gold for the bartenders. They need it. They're um, working hard. So, moving on a little bit in the news, something else pretty cool happened this week in that Ted Cruz said that we need Space Force to fight against space pirates. Yes! <laughs> I'm so glad we're back on that, Space Force! Everyone is particularly on one this week. Um, Gene Simmons is at the White House today talking about, um, like, you know, Israel and shit like that, and he's, uh, I guess he's promoting the war against Iran that seems to be in the works right she, now. So... God damn it. Kiss is... There's a lot of things in a row right there. God damn it. All the old celebrities need to go away. If you're going to book Kiss wants us to go to war in Iran. Yeah. Yeah, this is like celebrity death match. (laughs) He has a Kiss army. Yeah. Fucking CNN. (laughs) What if the IDF had to dress like Kiss? That'd be cool. It's just like, what can Gene Simmons do by himself to sell a war? Just like eat someone out on TV? I don't believe that Donald... I mean, does Donald... He must... He knows who they are. He's probably like, business, great, tremendous... Business... They're, it, like he doesn't listen to music. What is <laughs> what is Trump? Is, does he just have Sinatra going twenty four seven? He says he likes the Rolling Stones. 
Donald Trump. Said. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, he said. Yeah, in yeah. What the fuck? He just knows that's a band. That's scarier than anything because <laughs> when the missiles start flying, <laughs> I'm gonna just imagine that it's um. Well, Trump's inauguration is one of the lamest concerts of all time because, like, everyone just you know kind of signed off and said, "I'm not going to take the money to do this," except for like except a few for three, doors the, down. three doors down, and then just heroes. like weird American heroes, gospel music and shit, <laughs> like super far Didn't right Rock Christian stuff. Uh, yeah, I think Kid Rock did it. Um, Kid Rock interned there. Kid Rock <laughs> don't give a fuck. I think the thing about Trump is that he will only listen to a band that like he has to have a small catalog of music because you know he can only listen to someone who hasn't publicly slandered him because then they're fucking canceled to him. Yeah. So he's just listening to like weird fucking like instrumental jazz or something. Something like everyone is against him. I have the largest collection. Of elevator music. <laughs> Nobody plays elevator music anymore. It fell out of fashion in 1988. I got all of it. I got all of it from my properties, and we made very, very aggressive offers on all the other elevator music throughout Manhattan, Chicago, every major city in the world. I have those on 8-track tapes, and I play <laughs> elevator music everywhere I go. So classy. <laughs> I'm gonna, hats off to Anthony and Tamanik, whose Trump impression I, I just do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's how impressions work. Someone figures it out, and then everyone else And then everybody just, else does yeah, it, yeah. yeah. We were working. I know how that works. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's nice. It's nice. No, it's nice when you. It's nice when friends can be friends and be like, hey, that's my friend. I got that from him, rather than some kind of... Um, large multinational conglomerate that's like this content is ours now. <laughs> well, we were uh, last week struggling with like what's the Biden impression going to be, and we didn't know. But yeah. I think you kind of nailed it. Well, we're we're gonna get it. What's the issue? <laughs> what do you need to talk about? I got an ice cream here. I got I got an ice cream. I got a I got a I got a suit on it. There's a tie. I've got the wear in the tie. I'm a year younger than Bernie. I got the sleeves rolled up. What do you believe in? Because I'll give you half of it <laughs> verbally, and then when I get in, you're not getting any of it. <laughs> we started our last uh, uh, fundraiser show we did for the DSA with a Biden roast just because of like a last-minute thing we threw together or whatever. It seemed easy. Well, you threw something like, together at the last minute? Yeah, it was very unusual for us. But um, we were like, Andrews, we need you to complete this. You have to do a Biden impression. And he's like, okay, I can do it. Folks. <laughs> it's just you saying folks. I did the body language. It was a body language based impression. Oh, visually, it, it was yeah. a delight. It's Which a body language. You come up with uh, some nice, some great support. I got consent here. Let me just run my <laughs> hand right up. You got democracy. Lady Liberty's there, and you just got to smell and be like, what is that? What is that in your hair? Sweet. Sweet Columbia, what is that in your hair? It smells like jojoba oil. Is that what it is? Darn it, darn it! You are doing such a great job up here. You got some tension there in the back of your shoulders. He does a lot of this. Yeah, like he just kind of gestures with his hands out, like he's praying. A or something toothy at smile, people. a smile that looks like a couple of bags of corn nuts. <laughs> a big damn, you got a big smile like that that just says, "Hey, it's like a smile of a grandpa who's disinherited the entire town." <laughs> <laughs> he does. He kind of sounds like the voiceover in like a commercial. They're like, 
you know, here at Grape Nuts, we harvest everything directly from uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Connecticut or whatever. Yeah. One of those, like, rustic kind of like he's about to start the Big Lebowski kind of voices. That's why there's five grams of fiber in every bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is. Thanks, Joe. I, I was, wa- grape I was nuts, watching an interview with him, and he kind of reminds me of this sort of uh, Game of Thrones, uh, living your life through a show phenomenon he has, uh, we were talking about. But his show is The Republicans, and he thinks one day season 20... 21 of the Republicans, they're going to have an epiphany. That was his words. Oh. That they're just going to come around once Trump gets out of there. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is that, look, the poll numbers look good because most people don't read the news. Most people check in when they're at the waiting room. When they're waiting room at the hospital, they see me when they're doing their laundry. They don't really follow the news. They know the name. They go Biden. And you know what? I'm going to get in and I'm, I'm that's it. I'm just going to get in and it's going to be gridlock, gridlock, gridlock and I'm going to die but I'll be long dead, brain dead by that time. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't I don't think that he actually believes this shit he's saying about Republicans having an epiphany. I think he's all very deliberate. My thing that I came up with uh, a couple podcasts back is that I think he's a time warlock and ah. he's just trying to like cast amnesia on all of us to like not have moved past 2016. That's well, that's an interesting theory you've got there, Jake. You know, there's forces, there's archons, if you will, that look out over the humans on this earth that some of them are good and some of them are evil from your point of view. And so they sent you, Bernie. The bird came and told everybody the bird was there saying Earth itself wants Bernie. I'm sent by the other forces. I'm sent by the other forces. They realize that Trump's not enough, that if it was just Trump, Bernie would win. And so they send me to make sure that doesn't happen. I'm not here to win the election. I'm here to make sure Bernie doesn't win. Yay. That's exactly why I brought that up. That's what I that's what I and all the other candidates have in common. We're all running to make sure Bernie doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elizabeth Warren's been acting a fool lately. It's another thing that happened yesterday. Everyone was just fucking on one yesterday. Elizabeth Warren came out and sort of did two things in one day. The first thing is she said she wouldn't go on Fox News because she wouldn't promote, like, racist media, yada, yada, yada. She's, she's BDSing Fox News. Yeah, even though she went on it, like, a couple, like, years ago or something. And then the other thing she did in the Fox same day is that she came out and she said that, um... Like, uh, she's her plan for the military is to make it green or something. Like, she's going to use <laughs> green yeah. shit to yeah, make really, it efficient, you know. There's a real big untapped audience there, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, environmentally conscious imperial militarists. Good. <laughs> That's some great advice you got. I love these tanks, but what if they were just weaponized war horses? <laughs> How can we turn this around? She came up with something that no one wants. <laughs> no one is... Like somehow, that well, you know well, who's the reply guy on that fucking tweet was Dan Crenshaw, which is the target audience for her <laughs> tweet. He's not who's Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw's the one-eyed. Uh, he's the solid oh, he's snake a Gorka motherfucker. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's the fucking he's Metal snake. Gear Solid. Well, yeah. I guess she's onto something uh, from an environmentalist point of view. If you're, I mean, if you're a little, if you're unhinged enough, um, Senator Warren. Um, not that you are, but you probably just stumbled into this backwards, <laughs> like the DNA test. Um, but, you know, probably one of the very fast, fast solutions to global warming is um, global thermonuclear war. Um, <laughs> that would really reduce the output of human beings and the effect we're having on... The, there would be a big spike in global warming, and then it would cool off pretty quickly. Yeah. We'd have a great ice age. Yeah. 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 It would counter the whole thing. 
Yeah. And if it, you know, and if you did it the right way, maybe you'd still have plants and octopuses and stuff to take over later. I fucking love octopuses. Maybe that's her end game. Maybe Elizabeth Warren is trying to bring on the apocalypse. Like, She's in the pocket of big octopus. It is late for us to save people and children. We are thinking about birds. We are thinking about the future evolution of mollusks. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking about an endless night. Donald Trump, imagine this election. Donald Trump is trying to end all life on Earth. I think we can stop the killing at human beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, that, I think the Fox News thing is, like, uh, not a bad move. I don't fault her, like, politically, like she's trying to draw a contrast between her and Bernie. But, like, that really doesn't – I mean, I could see the argu- – I, I mean, there's no, like, satisfactory argument for going on Fox News. There's not a correct answer there. But I think unless you are uh, going on Tucker Carlson's show to agree with him, then otherwise it's kind of fair game. Just, like, try to do a good job. Uh, yeah, I mean – uh, I, I like Elizabeth Warren a lot of the time. Um, I think sometimes she has some bad political instincts. I think it's perfectly fine for her not to go on Fox News. I also think it's not the it's you can't say it's like it's not like a pure move of light and and purity for yeah. Bernie to have gone on Fox News. But he did beat them on their own. He basically played an away game and beat the home team pretty badly. Yeah. He did a Fox News town hall and embarrassed the fuck out of him. So that's valid gameplay. Yeah, sure. Maybe you got your hands dirty. Maybe a little take a little criticism for it. This Warren doesn't want to do it. That's another great. Fox News loses that too. Yeah. I don't care. I do. It does annoy me that there's so many people that are like, see, that's the way you do it. Not really. That's, Either way. That's what's annoying about it. And also, like, I don't also, but I don't think that she did it for that reason, for the spin to be that. I mean, a, a lot of people were like, yeah, this is a good point against Bernie that she, you know, Elizabeth Warren's better because she wouldn't do this or whatever. But, like, I think she's just bad at running for president. She's just, like, she's a bad, like, she's bad at the fucking shit that, like, Trump is good at. The, she does, the yeah. theater yeah. stuff, you know? She could have swung Massachusetts for Bernie, and in fact, she did. That, that was, to me was a bad move because she, the, the fact that she didn't endorse either one of them in 2016 that meant that she wanted to endorse Bernie, but got shamed and threatened behind the scenes, so she didn't. Yeah. Otherwise, she would have endorsed Hillary. So a non-endorsement is uh, dumb, dumb in yeah. an important election like that. Yeah, one of the weird counterfactual things I think about sometimes. She's is, very good on like, banks, though. She is, yeah. yeah. And I actually, I think she would have won in twenty. If she had run, if Warren yeah, would have she won. She would have whipped. That's also, bad instincts that she didn't run. She didn't run, yeah. <laughs> but we also we would have uh, a fairly progressive president as far as those things go, presidents. But nobody would talking about socialism now if she had run. It would have been really interesting. It sure, be like a contrast. Jimmy Carter situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Good job finding the one worse world than the one we live in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it would the still same, be but slightly. we don't use buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is an accelerationist, like, doctor, not doctor, Ozymandias thing to Trump where it's smashed the entire fucking system so hard that now we're talking about socialism yeah. in America, you know? All we've got to do is find Rorschach and blow him up. <laughs> <laughs> He's bad. He wears a mask. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bad man. The mask changes. <laughs> He's Antifa. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you Rorschach go. Rorschach is anti-fault. Yeah, Fox News hates, which is weird because Rorschach is kind of a right-wing 
fascist. He's, he's debatably far. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that. I've seen. I've seen people get into that goddamn argument <laughs> on the internet too. That's a quick way to get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't problematic fave. I love Rorschach. I know he's supposed to be a, like a, a bad character, but he's so goddamn likable. Isn't he supposed to be whatever you are? Oh, you know what? I mean? what? Oh. Have you seen in him whatever you believe? He deals out justice with his fists. Is that why I see dicks every time I look at his face? <laughs> <laughs> I did that for Halloween one time. I was Rorschach with just dicks. Oh, oh my god. It's so stupid. How has this never come up before? I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The other thing about the Fox News thing with Warren, though, is that, uh, like, it does call into question, like, okay, so are the other media outlets you're going on super ethical? Because as we all know, you know, we did this fucking thing about Vice. Like, there are imperialist underpinnings in a lot of these other things. And right. so I kind of well, think she's fully on board for all of those things. <laughs> I will be doing right. an AMA with the Daily Stormer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. She does want to start a fucking weird, like, uh, solar-powered military, so <laughs> she's probably fine. I don't think it's out of the question to use beams. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't we harnessing the power of the sun for our beams? All <laughs> uh, <laughs> impressions are off the table for me today. I was going to say, is it fun watching oh, us yeah. try and fail to do impressions? Uh, <laughs> normally, not good. Today, fuck me. In my view, and when I say in my view, I mean that I'm going to angrily argue this point ad infinitum. In my view, it is not the quality of the impression, it is the intention and the fact that workers from multiple comedic disciplines are coming together to attempt a society where impressions are done, making fun and mocking bad things and elevating more important things. That, to me, is more important than whether it's accurate or funny. <laughs> Working people across America coming together to harass women. The water cooler. <laughs> sustainable, reusable water coolers. <laughs> Uh, from like a perspective, because you know the debate is cr sort of a theatrical thing. Uh, what Trump versus Bernie? Well, no, I just or the actual, actual actual, actual debates, debates. Yeah. yeah. With that factor, do you think Lincoln and Douglas were cunts to each other? <laughs> <laughs> but do, how, do you think Bernie has a leg up on any other candidate against Trump, or do you uh, think it would yes. be more or less? Um, the same? Okay, and I don't even like all these people, but I think debate-wise, and I'm not a perfect. A person, I'm not a, like a news. I'm not one of these people at the uh, at the end of December that I'm like, here's my predictions and yeah. how they right. played out. <laughs> I was right, seventy five percent of them. I don't. Well, none I mean, of those people know what I'm they're just doing. guessing. I'm yeah. gu this intelligent guess from someone who watches too much news, and I don't like all these people. I think as far as a personality for pl after the primary. If it's yeah, just yeah. the nominee versus Trump and possibility of third and fourth party candidate. I think Kamala Harris is strong. I do not like her as a candidate now. I think she's strong personally on a debate stage versus Donald Trump. I think that Tulsi Gabbard is strong versus Donald Trump uh, for similar reasons. Um, emasculating um, on, a, on a world stage. Um, and... Uh, make him make him look like a fat, rich uh, uh, coward. Basically, um, I don't think Definitely. she has a chance to win. Um, I'm do glad she's a, running. But do you have uh, a Tulsi Gabbard? I think who else has the best? 
but I I don't know if there's anybody as good as Biden is gonna try to Biden's gonna try to glide through and just be like, hey, there it is. <laughs> you got bad grandpa, good grandpa, and that's yeah. gonna be the game. And you're gonna be asked not to know too much news. Mm-hmm. You're going to be asked not and 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 it very well might not work again. It could because it's not. He's he's not. He's not basically like throwing daggers at um, the American people like Hillary Clinton was. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Whatever you want, you're not getting. <laughs> We're gonna make it worse, and you have to vote for me. Like, she's, he's not gonna do that. He still might lose because I don't know if Trump's gonna have a successful Venezuela war that he's rolling into the election mm-hmm. with, or a really quote unquote good economy or whatever. So I. Biden, he's going to try to play like an advertiser's campaign. It'd be like, there, it's the brand you know and love, that bullshit. Grape nuts. Bernie, I think, is the strongest. Yes, grape nuts. <laughs> Bernie, I can't think of anyone stronger. I can't think of anyone more likely than Bernie who will say, Mr. President, with all due respect, shut up. And that is what needs to be said. Yeah. That is what needs to be said. I remember listening to the debates on the radio when Hillary Clinton got clobbered by Donald Trump in one of the debates. And she, he was being mean to her, and she was just smiling and pretending. And do not, do not take the high road in a situation like that. You punt, you grab his balls. Yeah. You, you, you try to, you bite him. You be as mean as possible. Yeah. yeah. So he's thinking of mean she, nicknames for you while you're doing it. And I'm agitating for that, thinking already that obviously an old senator like Bernie's not going to be that mean. But he should, someone on the debate stage should tell Donald Trump to shut up. Yeah. Well, and that would get huge headlines, <laughs> and your poll numbers would go only up. Well, that's a, the interesting thing, because Bernie never, ever gets personal, never gets nasty with his, like, fellow Democratic. If he was in a debate with was, Donald yeah. Trump, I bet he would. Yeah. 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 That'd be a thing Bernie. to say. I bet he would. I, I think he was unusually polite with Hillary Clinton, and I think he believes... Um, I know people disagree with this. I see why he does it, but I think he believes in like, like minimizing attacks from the left on the left mm-hmm. in favor of attacking the right and the one percent and <clears throat> corporate interests and stuff. And I see why he does that. Um, it's been a while since he ran against a Republican. I did. He guess mm-hmm. he did when he first ran for Congress. He ran and beat a Republican in Vermont, but. Um, and he does a practice now every six years with like a Republican yeah. who gets like 10% per month. <laughs> Look, yeah. we got our guy. We know who he is. He's new in the race. Three words. Mayor Bill de Blasio. <laughs> He's taking the Democratic nomination. He's uh, transforming our trains purely into sheet metal. And we're going to use them to build large magnetic rats around America and my, drop them in empty towns. My message, my message and the reason I'm running for president is you don't need a functioning subway between Brooklyn and Manhattan. We're going to have we're going to have toboggans. We're going to slide. <laughs> we're going to have downhill sliding and we're going to solve we're going to solve America's problems just like we solved the L train. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, two mayors now. That's fucking weird. What? I, it is. I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying. I have. I don't need to do all the impressions. I'm casting other people to do these. Some of them are doing them on my show, and we're looking at like live giant debate shows that we're gonna try to do this summer and in the fall and stuff. But it's like that's a lot of actors. Oh, they're making your job harder because they keep adding people. That's why I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to pull it off just to show that it can be done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I want to have. I want to have people. I want to have people that are just like. 
you know, the thing where it's like, I'm, I'm Mike Gravel. I'm running. I'm not intending to win. I'm just trying to help the other good guy on the state. Like, you, you have to run for president just to help someone run for president? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like, I, James Adomian, am running for president. I, look, I don't think that I'm going to get uh, to be elected president. And I let's be clear. I don't intend to make it to the debate stage like Mike Gravel to help someone like Bernie Sanders win the nomination in the presidency. I'm running for president to help Mike Gravel get to the debate <laughs> stage to help Bernie Sanders be elected president. Yeah. Um, so donate, if you could even donate 50 cents, <laughs> it would help make a gesture that won't wait. And I don't think it will. I won't get to the debate stage, but I think it'll help propel Mike Gravel a little further. If you donate... 50 cents to me, I'll be able to donate 25 cents of that to Mike Ravel. <laughs> who will then debate someone. I don't know. Uh, previous guest <laughs> of the podcast, by fight. the way, Matt, Mike Ravel. Um, Shout out. Mike Ravel's been on? Yeah. It was, weird, it was a weird one. Did he call in? <laughs> yeah. He skyped in, yeah. For yeah. a long time. Yeah. I love, I love him. He I love went him. off. I'm glad he's running. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, everything they're doing over there is... Uh, I'm I'm for it. I'm glad they're fucking shit yeah, up. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. I think he's running a great campaign. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're you're essentially you're not trying to win the football game, you're like a mascot. Um, <laughs> or the great, you're doing the right thing. It, the Twitter thing is so fucking surreal. I was tweeting the other day. I was talking about Barry and how much I like the show Barry because it's like my take on it is that it's a better show about the personal lives of like comedians than any of those fucking autobiographical like Louis Marin uh, Master of None shows really were because it's like approaching it through comedy and it's like Saturday yada yada. yada. Anyway, I was just tweeting about this. All of a sudden, Mike Gravel just starts tweeting at me about Barry. And I was <laughs> like, are you going to bring this up in the debates? And he just started going off and doing like a joke. It's obviously the teens that run his Twitter account, but it's for anyone watching that who didn't know that a bunch of teens are running his Twitter account. I love that Mike Gravel <laughs> is like a fast food restaurant where his Twitter account is just run by smart asses. <laughs> yeah. His Twitter account was just going off about Aziz Ansari. This is someone running for president. For an experienced politician, Barry is the only option to get things done on the left. <laughs> you look at his experience as a hitman, as an actor, as a performer. He's the only one bringing the show to a close. <laughs> I'm running for president just to make sure that the Game of Thrones season has to be refilled. <laughs> Dude, that would fucking win. Everyone's so bad about this dumb show. Valar Mogolis. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your new podcast, and oh, we yeah. will round this thing out. Well, uh, it's The Underculture um, with James Adomian. It's on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. I have a lot of guests I'm paying my guests from day one. People have said, uh, it has been said that that's um, uh, something that podcasts don't do. I know you guys do. And I know Chapel Trap House pays their guests. And I know The Dollop pays their guests. So I'm entering, I'm entering stage paying my guests from the very beginning. Um, and I think eventually SAG After is going to find out what podcasts are. Uh, yeah. or, no. or, well, you know, there's probably a sliding scale. <laughs> um, but I'm, you know, I think eventually, um, I think eventually it'll be understood that it's, it's labor and that it's paid work and, it sh and it's, it should be paid with money <laughs> and not exposure. Um, yeah. I remember seeing, I saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweet the other day or a couple weeks ago where she was like, she was like, 
unionize your workplace. If it doesn't work, ask, ask for a range. If that doesn't work, go on strike and keep doing it. Until you, and I was like, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I do comedy. Do you mean us too? Yeah. <laughs> and I think she does. I think she does. So I'm going to be paying my guests. Um, I'm, we're having a lot of fun so far. We've been recording a lot of extra episodes. We have two out now. I heard um, the first one. It was really good. It's good. Um, thank you. Thank you. That's um, Alyssa Limperis playing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I'm interviewing her as Chris Matthews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 how is it going? You can represent the Bronx? What's the Bronx? It's up there. It's a trade, <laughs> <laughs> Um And so, like, there's a lot of characters and so, some short-form things and some longer-form interviews, and then I have me as – I have, you know, so people don't think that they're listening to – someone who's lost their mind <laughs> there's a person behind it so i you know i do the bumpers i do the ins and outros i do the weather on the fives and the tens traffic on the sevens and twelves um um and it's it's been fun so far we'll see how it goes um cool but you can listen uh at theunderculture.com or on all the um podcast platforms and there's a Patreon for anybody interested in like early and extra stuff and also if you're interested in helping us pay the guests that you hear well, um, but uh, follow it. Follow it. I think you'll laugh. I think you'll laugh. Some of it makes me laugh too, and I'm a, I'm a tough laugh these days. Well, I think it's been a long time coming uh, because like so many people know who you are because of your appearances on other things that like it was kind of hanging in the air. When the fuck is James Adomian gonna make well, a podcast? Well, I made you know? the mistake of attempting for most of my career so far to make television shows, <laughs> and it was basically almost like I almost got a like almost got a court order that it was like James, you're not allowed to make tv shows <laughs> it's yeah. not the it, one one further step of being locked out i would have gotten a piece of paper that said you are legally prohibited was there a petition a gofundme <laughs> yeah, change.org <laughs> get james to shut no, the hell up no. make james adomian redo the game of thrones episode <laughs> by himself so i figure uh, they can't I, i'm not i'm i'm only i'm only allowed to be a guest star on television which is fun when I mean, you can get it it's fun work don't get me wrong and I do a lot of cartoons and shit. I do cartoon voices all day long. But uh, I want something for my stuff, and I want it to be in one place because I have all these fans from different places, so I'm just trying to, you know, unite the kingdoms. Yeah, oh, there you go. Hope nobody burns them to the ground no, with a I'm, fiery no, I plan dragon. On, but when, once I get all my fans finally <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the same place for the climactic battle, that's, yeah, I'm going to burn them all down. That's when you go crazy because <laughs> you're a Targaryen. Yeah, and I'm not a good guy. You shouldn't have been thinking that you deserved to have a good guy to empathize with. Yeah, he's an army of unsullied people. Oh, you thought I was a... You thought I was your gay Daenerys? <laughs> Is that how, did I say it right? No one knows how to Daenerys? pronounce that shit. Did I'm you think I was your gay Lydia. princess from the desert that was going to save King's Landing? Sorry, I'm dragoning your ass. <laughs> the guys on Game of Thrones, when you finish an episode, it, they just show up and explain the episode. And it's all—it's already a dumb show, so it's like super Wonderful. heavy-handed. They're like, this was a really big moment for Danny. Oh. She got to ride a dragon. They mispronounce <laughs> their own characters' names, and it's like they made the show. They keep saying Cersei. The dragon represents a, it's like a really large lizard, and you ride it. <laughs> yeah. And it has fire inside. Our dragon character was based on a lot of mythological uh, stories that <laughs> featured these flying dragon characters. Um, Beowulf. 
is something I've heard about. <laughs> you see a chicken that has wings. You're wondering, what if it was bigger? Um, well, stick around after the podcast. I'll be doing that at the end of all these podcasts now. <laughs> this was a really big day for Anders. He got to do an impression. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, okay, we should probably get some plugs in and get the fuck out of here, everybody. You guys got anything? Uh, our show Paid Protest will be next Friday, uh, June 24th. May 24th. Is that a live Fuck. show? May 24th. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're in Philadelphia, June 17th, uh, capitalism is making us autistic. That is my belief. <laughs> and I'm doing an hour <laughs> of comedy. Like an autistic belief. It is. <laughs> 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 Very much is. Oh, uh, you should take that to Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can AMA me after that show, Dummy, which will be June 17th in Philadelphia, Tattooed Mom, 7 p.m. Oh, boy. That, that made me happy. <laughs> um, uh, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. Come every Sunday. I got a freaking show at Cherry Tree by Barclays. It's at 7. It's called Bad News. It's a comedy show. I dress up. I tell you the news. We do stand-up comedy. And that's all you need to know. Oh, that's the kind of voice I love. And a guy who has a show next to the Barclays Center. <laughs> He's not always this raspy. No. <laughs> I'm James Adomian. You can unfollow me at Jay Adomian. <laughs> and you can start following at the Underculture or Underculture Pod on Instagram. Capitalism is the real vaccine that's making us autistic. Um, <laughs> the vaccine. <laughs> I was think, trying to piece those two things together for the entire last 30 seconds. Um, I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm Jake Flores. I'm Feral Jokes on the Internet. You know me. Uh, I'm, people are all mad at me online a lot. You'll see me starting fights. Um, Listen to the Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon if you'd like to hear the other half of the show, basically. We do two eps a week. One of them's back there for our little Patreon piggies. Um, Twitter's like uh, World Star, but with words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, also, if you're in Boston, I'm playing the basement of a fucking fast food restaurant. It's called Mooya. It's my pinned tweet, and it'll be on my website and all this shit. Come on out. I have no idea how this is going to go, but it sounds fun. Baked beans. Um, but yeah, fucking listen to the under culture listen to james's stuff we're all big fans here at the podcast can't endorse enough Check thank you thank you out. and again if you guys haven't seen it out there in i don't know where you are microphone land um <laughs> we're in microphone you gotta land. you've gotta watch their means tv venezuela vice news <laughs> video if you haven't it's really really good and what people should be doing um I just uh, issue a small correction here. Watch the video that was made by two people that look exactly like me and Anders. Yeah. <laughs> that aren't Branch us. and Connor. <laughs> Branch, Branch Rockefeller and Connor Sanchez. Um, <laughs> all right. We're generous enough to allow them to. <laughs> yeah. I, I license my likeness off to Connor Sanchez. Um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's finished. <laughs>